it's Jeanette here from Jeanette's TV. I'm at the Elevate Tech Conference in Toronto. And what a conference this is. Four days of incredible learning, all kinds of very high influencers in the digital and tech industries, from fashion to food and everything in between investments, health. We have so much great coverage coming at you. Please stay with us. Hey, I'm Marianne, and I'm going to share with you some thoughts about Canada's global competitiveness. When my Croatian father escaped from former Yugoslavia, he was 19 years old, and he fled in search of a brighter future, a future with personal freedom, economic opportunity, and peace, where he could raise a family and feel confident that his children would thrive. He found that in Canada. He got a steady job at the new General Motors factory. He sent for his bride to join him. And together, my parents started a new life. From the time I was born, I saw how chance, strong work ethic, and a dream propelled my father's and mother's possibilities for their children. Standing before you today, is me, a true child of Canadian opportunity. Oh. I went too far in the slides. I haven't figured it out yet. Um, yeah, you keep your slides where they're supposed to be. My parents could only have imagined that their daughter would one day be the Canadian CEO of such a storied company as HP. So will the children today and their children have the same opportunities in Canada? I believe the answer is yes, but let me qualify a little bit. We all know that Canada is a great place to live and work. And once we get used to our winters, yeah, right? We rock winter, we become experts at winters. Just take a look at the hundreds of Winter Olympic medals that we've won. And recently, Canadian sports on the global stage deserves a shout out. The Raptors made history as the first Canadian team to win an NBA championship. Right? Right? Pretty awesome. And yesterday I saw this fantastic individual when I was in Montreal. How about Bianca Andreescu? Right? First time singles player to win a Grand Slam. The World Economic Forum ranks us as number 12. And in the group of seven economies, only two countries score lower than us. And as a Canadian girl, anything called Group of Seven, we should totally rock that, <laughs> right? Because the Group of Seven is that great, proud term for those amazing artists whose work symbolizes Canada's unique identity. So why are we 12th in competitiveness? Well, one of the reasons is because we're 34th, 34th in technology adoption. Our lack of innovation is evident and it can be seen in our dismal R&D investments. The world average is 2% of GDP, and we're at 1.6. And that is less than half of the global leaders like the US. And we lag in infrastructure spending too. We rank 25th. Holy moly, my parents would have been super upset if that's the report card I brought home. <laughs> so that's not, so that's the bad news. But that's not the whole story. I'm doing terrible with these slides, man. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Keep up, you're all good, you're smart out there. That is not the whole story. Oh my God, the slides are all messed up. Chantel, where are you? Let's first realize that unlike the Winter Olympics, 
Competition, economic competition, is not a zero-sum game. There can actually be two or three or dozens of gold medal winners in the same event. Improving education standards in country A does not lower standards in country B. This is recognized economic theory. We can make the pie bigger, not just slice it up into smaller pieces. So how do we do that? How do we grow our piece of the global pie? Let's start with what we already have. We have a perfect score, 100 in macroeconomic stability. That basically means our sovereign debt and our inflation are under control. We can weather external shocks and we have the ability to have sustained long-term growth. We scored significantly higher than the US in public health and we outpaced our neighbor in the quality of our institutions. That range of fundamental drivers from property rights to um, transparent government to press freedom. And we rank sixth worldwide in the quality of our workforce. And that's what I want to talk about today. A recent report from Deloitte Canada and the Business Council of Canada zeroed in on Canada's talented workforce as a key to our global competitiveness. Canada has a world-class, highly educated labor force, and that's a powerful advantage. We've got strong primary and secondary public education. Our universities are among the best in the best of the world. Our high school students have super crazy high scores in science and literacy, among the top in the world. And we're tied for first place in the percentage of immigrants who are employed. Nearly three quarters of new Canadians have jobs higher than in peer countries. Our social safety net is the envy of much of the world. But without comprehensive training programs, that net becomes a web of no escape for vulnerable workers who lose jobs as the economy demands more skilled workers. Meanwhile, Canada ranks first among workplace diversity. Canadian workers are engaged, integrated, educated, and happy. Should diverse and happy workers matter all that much? Absolutely. It is well documented that satisfied workers do better work. They're more creative, more collaborative, more efficient, in short, more productive. And better work doesn't mean working longer hours. Take a look at uh, number three ranked Germany, whose workers work 10 fewer hours per week than the global average. They don't work longer, they work better. Bear with me as I figure out the slides. No, still not right. Uh, now, it's true that productivity has slowed in Canada over the last, uh, since the 90s, and that's true of the US as well as the other G7 countries. And there's lots of theories about why that is, and we can talk about that another time. But what we do know is that it's not a Canada problem. And in the context of that global productivity slowdown, Canada is still on top. As you know, we have a really big neighbor next to us. We live close next door to the biggest economic powerhouse on the planet. And we share cultural ties and language with that US South uh, neighbor. So when multinational companies want to test a new product or service, they often test in Canada. Our market is one-tenth the size. Given the exchange rate, the lower cost of labor, they get um, great, reliable information with a really excellent bang for their buck. So here, they will find a workforce that looks a lot like their workforce back home. And not just in the US, 
but also in like East Asia, South Asia, Latin America. Canada kind of like everywhere. So to put it another way, Canada looks a lot like the US, but increasingly Canada looks like the world. But capitalizing on our geography is gonna take a lot more than just holding up our fine workers for the world to see. We've got to invest and continually reinvest in, a diverse, in our diverse labor force. It's estimated that by 2022, at least half of the current world's workers will require significant reskilling and upskilling. And at HP, we have a tremendous amount of training resources for our employees so that we can ensure our company continues to thrive. But what I think is really cool about some of the stuff we do at HP is that we have programs to help educate everybody. HP set a goal to enable better learning outcomes for more than 100 million people by 2025. And as of last year, 21 million people have benefited from HP's education programs. Through programs like HP Life, 30 free business and IT skills courses in seven, language, seven languages. Through HP's World on Wheels, where more than two million people in over 900 villages in rural India got access to a mobile learning lab. And through things like our um, learning studios in refugee camps. The list goes on and on. It's pretty cool, actually. In Canada, we must do more than just welcome new immigrants like my parents with open arms. We must teach them skills, ensure they have productive jobs with room for advancement, good schools and homes. Many new Canadians come to Canada, come from cultures where women only work at the home, in the home, or in rigidly defined informal jobs. We have to educate about that too. And I believe an important part of my responsibility is to be an experienced and trusted teacher. For example, at HP, I encourage reverse, I encourage reverse mentoring, where a young employee and an older employee help each other learn new ideas. I believe passionately that diversity will make my country more competitive, and not to mention my own company. And the research backs me up. When McKinsey studied executive teams in over 1,000 companies in 12 countries, they found when a, country, when a company has gender diversity and or ethnic diversity among their um, board and executive teams, the company's financials outperform the average sometime by as much as 33%. In the latest WF rankings, there are close parallels have been drawn between equality and growth. And it's not surprising that the most competitive countries are also the ones with, with stable and thriving middle classes. And the worst performing countries are those where the masses live in abject poverty and wealth is enjoyed by only a few of the elites. Diversity and equality are not sacrifices to competition. They are what informs our competitive spirit. Deloitte reports also warns, am I on the right slide yet? No, still not, got, I gotta give this to somebody else. Do you want it? <laughs> so, maybe it's as random as that right now. Um, that Deloitte report also warns that private capital investment in Canada is the second lowest among all peers. So why do Canadian companies have to go to Silicon Valley? Do they head to Silicon Valley for venture capital funds? It's because they have to. We Canadians must take more ownership of our economic future. We need more local investment in business development, and I mean both public and private monies. 
in infrastructure, in Canadian venture capital, in federal and provincial grants. We can't sit back and expect the marketplace alone to drive skills training. It starts with education. It starts with our schools. And it continues in education. A continuing education is what's required. We need to fix our infrastructure, which has the double benefit of providing great jobs for displaced workers and helps drive our modern economy. The Edelman Trust Barometer showed that companies headquartered in Canada are the most trusted. Why are Canadian companies trusted? I think it's a lot of because of what I just talked about. Because we Canadians, you, we can be counted on to deliver value. We're good. And multinationals are part of the Canadian ecosystem as well. Like investing and celebrating in our AI leadership. Or like um, what HP is doing with uh, the partnership with the Laverne Group in Montreal, where we have recycled four billion plastic water bottles from our oceans. Four billion plastic water bottles from our oceans have been recycled. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Recycled from our oceans and converted them into HP ink and toner cartridges. So I ask you, when you go spend money out there on a printer or toner cartridge, think about who else is doing that. Nobody. So make it count, people. For Canada to continue to see these positive results means we have to change our mindset and we have to believe in ourselves. And believing in ourselves means we have to believe in the rest of the world, too. I'm talking about trade barriers, that false promise of um, protectionism. The most competitive countries in the world are the ones that embrace the global economy, which enable the rapid spread of capital and ideas. Like skills training, international trade is a moving target. Unlike the Olympics, there is no finish line. But the big picture is really clear. In the last quarter century, trade has lifted a billion of the world's citizens out of poverty. Countries and their economies change, sometimes radically and quickly. Croatia, once the drab communist homeland of my parents, is now a prime tourist destination and has a steady and growing economy. Who knew? Yeah. The lesson is that we can love our country and we can love our institutions, but we must never, ever, 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 ever grow complacent about change or about competition. Every country is pursuing Olympic medals. We Canadians, we must be relentless in accelerating our global competitiveness so that we can rise to the top of the economic gold medal podium. It's all up to you. Thank you. Thanks for being with us today on Jeanette's TV. I'm your host, Jeanette Burke, signing off. Please remember to like, comment, and share all our posts with your family and friends. You will find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, Vimeo, YouTube, you name it, we're there. Hashtag Jeanette's TV. And until next time, continue to be fabulous. Fabulous.